This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Manchester United nil, Liverpool 5. Yes, 5 for the Reds at Old Trafford, leaving the away end in fine voice. Guy Clark here, welcome to the post-game podcast as we bask in that five-star showing glory from Jurgen Klopp's side at Old Trafford. Ollie at the wheel, but for how much longer? Well, coming up, we'll be hearing from Klopp's post-match press conference as well as a number of our Reds regulars, all in fine mood, as you can well imagine. So whether you're in the car, walking the dog, or wherever you're listening, turn it up. It's a post-game to savour. As ever, though, first up, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst at Old Trafford. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. A result and a performance that lived long in the memory of the Sunday State at Old Trafford. Uh, Manchester United nil, Liverpool five. Uh, the ten men of Manchester United uh, simply run ragged from start to finish. To be perfectly honest, from uh, Jurgen Klopp's free score in Liverpool. They've now scored 41 times in just 13 games this season and continue their trend of scoring at least three in every away game so far this season across all competitions. Uh, the question for Liverpool now is uh, perhaps uh, are they somehow even better than the team that won the Premier League title in July of 2020 back then? Uh, most of their, or plenty of their wins were achieved through uh, that mentality that they've become famous for. But at the moment, Liverpool are simply blowing away teams. Uh, most weeks, as you say, they're scoring um, three or more. Wofford. Uh, put to the sword uh, last week at Vicarage Road and it's the exact same again at Old Trafford this one uh, obviously celebrated more than it was uh, on Saturday lunchtime last week Mohamed Salah with the hat-trick um, he's the best player in the world now and I don't think there are too many arguments for anyone else at present uh, that uh, contract that lingers on uh, Liverpool are going to have to do some serious business to make sure that he's tied down uh, beyond 2023 because as I say uh, it really is the uh, the preeminent footballer on the planet right now um, the away fans who were uh, sitting just over uh, my left shoulder here absolutely enjoyed their day from start to finish uh, Liverpool uh, flew out the traps um, took a, uh, an early lead and uh, never looked back to be perfectly honest it was uh, Naby Keita who got them rolling and uh, Diogo Jota made it 2-0 uh, and then it was uh, Salah who uh, as he has done all season has to be said uh, made the headlines uh, he scored two just for half time, added his third uh, five minutes into the second half before Paul Pogba was sent off for a, a dangerous tackle on Naby Keita that's left him on the shelf. And uh, it's a sh- real shame for the Guinea International because uh, he was superb right up until then. Uh, he went off round about the hour mark. But uh, Liverpool probably could have uh, made made more of uh, the new medal advantage, but uh, declare the five and um, go to within a point of Chelsea. It's Liverpool's biggest ever win uh, at Old Trafford and Jürgen Klopp said that this group uh, just loves creating history and they've certainly done so today. Uh, finished here at Old Trafford, Manchester United nil, Liverpool 5. Paul Gorse delivering his verdict on the 5-0 win over Manchester United at Old Trafford here on the post-game podcast. Well, plenty of reaction as ever, of course, over on the Liverpool Echo website as well as on the Blood Red YouTube channel. The Reds' biggest ever Premier League win at Old Trafford. So how happy was Jurgen Klopp post-match? Well, let's find out, shall we? Here's his press conference. Hi, Jurgen. Um, Congratulations on that. Is that... One of the greatest days of your career, given the size of the scoreline, the opponent, the way your team played and the way you made the opposition play. The greatest days. Wow. 
uh, didn't think about it yet. Um, it's a good day, a really good day, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the day, um, but um, no idea. It's a big one. We know that we um, obviously after the game, I got told that that never happened before in the in the long history of LFC. We all this group always wanted to to write their own little chapters for the big, big history book of this club. This was a little one tonight, a little chapter. People will talk about that in the future 100% because it will not happen very often if it happens again at all. Um, and But we saw the game um, as well and um, we know that we were lucky in two or three situations where United in the first half could have scored. Um, I think they sh could have, should have scored the first one. Uh, that doesn't make our performance smaller. It's just how it is. And but in front of the goal, in, in the last third, we were exceptional. We were clinical. We were ruthless. Our high press was outstanding. We really um, won balls in great areas. Um, formation, top, all these kind of things you want to see as a coach uh, worked out really great. The difference is now that you usually don't score them with each situation you have, pretty much. And that's what we did. And that's why we were falling up for half time. Second half, early 5 0, and the red card, game over. And so then just control it and uh, try to get home healthy. Um, I'm not 100% sure that worked out. Or that didn't work out, obviously, because Melly um, is injured and, um, and, and Nabi. As well, we have to see how serious it is. It is. Um, it's very painful, but maybe uh, I will see. I only know about tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Thank you. Call Simon. Yeah. Call Simon, sorry. Is that you, Dom? No, it's me, Dom, mate. Sorry. No problem. Okay, Chris McKenna, and that's the final handoff as it stands at the moment. Chris, uh, James Duncan. My time. answers are that long. Yeah, it's okay. Chris, all right. Just on Naby Jurgen, I mean, he comes off a half time in Madrid, and then he he comes out and he puts in a performance like that today. I mean, I know the injury is a bit of a downer, but what a performance from him before that! Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, Naby's in a great moment. Naby is a um, an outstanding player, and uh, we spoke we spoke about it. So about the game at, uh, at at Atletico, he played outstandingly well until he made the mistake around the first goal. I think it was the first goal, or the second goal, the goal of Atletico. Um, this, I think, yeah, after set piece, and that obviously shattered him a little bit, and that should not happen. Obviously, that's clear. Um, but in such an atmosphere against such an opponent, all of a sudden, when you're thinking about the wrong things, then it can happen. But it was clear we will start him again because he um, is in really good shape. And um, yeah, he proved us right tonight. Okay, in order, we'll go James Ducker, Carl Markham, and Dave uh, McDonald. James. Hi, hi Jurgen. Um, I know um, 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 Mo Salah's goals will obviously draw a lot of attention, but can I just ask you about Firmino's performance? He, he was so clever, and United never really got to grips with him the entire game. Well, they didn't get to grips with him in the entire game. Yeah, he played again outstandingly well. So you're right. Mo gets a lot of attention, attention rightly so. Uh, but Bobby, um, for let me say, for 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 football, for people with football knowledge, Bobby Firmino. I'm pretty sure when he finished playing, there will people will write books about the way he he in the, interpreted the the, the 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 false nine position. 
Um, he, well, don't say he invented it or, or we invented it, but the way he plays it from time to time looks like. Um, so there are different things to do on a pitch and some of them are defensively. What he did in that department tonight was absolutely insane. And offensively, he's obviously a nice linger player and he finished off from time to time as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby knows how much we appreciate what he's doing and that's maybe even more important. Okay. Final two questions, I think. Carl Markham, Association, Dave McDonald, Daily Mirror. Hey, Egan. Hi. Hi. Did you see the incident with Ronaldo and Curtis Jones, which you got booked for, and did you think that could have been a red card? Should have been a red card? Um, yeah, so of course, and again, I know for me it looked like, but in the end I got told that he hits the ball or whatever, or didn't hear the whistle or whatever, that's fine. I don't want Cristiano getting a red card. It's not about me saying that. I, 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 for me it looked like, but I, I got convinced, or got told at least, that it was not, and that's fine then. Don't know. Final question, Dave McDonald. Hi, hi, Jürgen. Uh, now, now, now the game is over, I appreciate you're in a competitive industry, but can you um, allow us to have a degree of sympathy for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and, and the pressure that you will come under after this, after the manner of this defeat? Oh yeah, of course, of course. I, I, I said on before that the last thing I wanted to be is now in his, in his shoes in that moment, because that's just how it is. And in these moments when you lose a game against the it was a derby, especially that happened to me as well. You don't want to go out there in the mix zone and give all the interviews and answer all these questions. So that's for sure not a nice night. And um, yes, of course, I did. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, but Manchester United nil, Liverpool Football Club five, four. I'm going to try and do this um, with trying to retain my voice after that because from minute uh, 15 my head fell off and it didn't come back on until probably about five minutes ago um, unbelievable I'm not even going to try and get into the detail of the goals and everything today um, that was just exceptional from every man on that pitch was just everything we wanted Um I think going into the game, looking at the starting eleven, um, yeah, a few people were worried about. I mean, me, myself included. The midfield, you know, you ask Milner to go again. He's played like four or five on the bounce at the age of thirty-five. Kate, slightly suspect, got hooked off at half-time and against Atletico. Manny not starting. How is Canate going to do? But well, it, it, more fool us, I suppose, for even believing that. Because um, to a man, every man was exceptional. Saying on Canati there, you know, that's going to do his confidence a world of good. Going into that environment and playing like that, that could only help him. Milner, I probably it, it did probably take its toll on Milner, as you see, going off with suspected cramp, I think, there. Um, but it's mad to, to go away to Old Trafford and, you know, not pl- be playing people like Fabino. Jota coming in means that we could uh, rest Mane. And we still get that performance. Um, just unbelievable. Um, looking at the opposition, you know, I think we all knew that Man United, this Man United team, it's a it's a team of individuals. It's not a team like Jurgen Klopp has built over the last couple of years. And that just goes to show it today. You know, they're all relying on giving the ball to Ronaldo and hoping something's going to happen. 
But that defending there, on on my life, that's the, some of the worst comical defending I have ever seen. Harry Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw and Wan-Bissaka. We were towing, me and my mate were towing up as we were watching it. That's about a £200 million midfield there, you know. And you probably find a better back four in Altrincham. Honestly, it was insane how... It, it, it was strange because it was almost like it wasn't happening. The way that the performance came about and how the game started to unravel, it was like it was just a dream. Um... I mean, 5-0 at Old Trafford. A red card, you know, their head goes. When Pogba, you know, when Pogba got sent off, you knew the heads would have rattled. You know, whatever had been said at half-time obviously didn't work. Looks like Ollie's going to go now. Um, I mean, I hope he stays. <laughs> I was kind of hoping we weren't going to score more goals just in case it would give him a job. But, you know, look at the, the, the exceptional reds there. Mo Salah again. Whoa. You know, just get this contract done. Whatever he wants, get it doubled, um, trebled. What a performance. What an insane... The character from the lads, you know, it takes a lot of character to be able to, you know, go and be this energetic and go and show off how great you are um, as a football club and this team that Jurgen Klopp's assembled. Um, exceptional. You know, I really haven't got the words for it, to be quite honest. I suppose if I was going to sum it up, Liverpool are magic and Man United are tragic. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's huge win at Old Trafford. What a remarkable scene it was. I mean, effectively 40 minutes of keep ball at Old Trafford. United showing no interest in winning the ball. Liverpool showing very little interest in adding to their already impressive tally. It was almost like an unwritten contract, wasn't it? That, uh, okay, we'll just keep it at 5-0. All 22 players happy with that, it seemed. <laughs> what a day. What a spectacle. I tell you, one of the things I loved seeing was, um, well, the first bit I didn't love too much, uh, Ronaldo absolutely abusing Curtis Jones when he was on the ground there, kicking the ball into the nether regions. Uh, not a nice challenge. He was obviously very angry and frustrated. But it's one of those moments, a little bit like when Andy Robbo gave Lionel Messi a clip round the ear, Curtis must have thought to himself, well, we've won this. Here I am in a great position uh, on on the field at Old Trafford. Ronaldo's just uh, just kicked me. He's clearly going to get a yellow card. I'm going to push him in the chest. <laughs> push one of the greatest players in the world in the chest, two-handed, knowing that he's going to get backed up by Rob Ohm, by Virgil van Dijk and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic moment to see him do that young lad thinking you know having so much confidence and and so much awareness of the achievement that they were about to register with this ridiculous victory away from home uh so much fun to see far too many goals to talk about can't even remember them all ronaldo having a goal disallowed pogba getting red carded as he as he ought to have done by the way and that really that can lead me into, um, you know, a couple of sad things to say or negative things, I suppose, um, which seems counterintuitive on a, on a day like this. But I was, I was really, really feel sorry for Naby Keita. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of his, and I, I know he's can be a little bit defensively frail, but that's not his job. That's not well. It's part of his job as a midfielder, but that's not. It was never um, one of his 
one of his stronger points. He, when he gets the ball at his feet, he runs with it, goes between players. So he takes two players out of the game almost immediately, a high percentage of the time. And um, finishes very well, as we've seen um, on several occasions already. Not just the, the sort of the straightforward ones, like I suppose it was today, but also the spectacular ones as well. And I'll be so desperately disappointed for him if this injury keeps him out for a, a lengthy period of time once again. Hopefully it's nothing like ankle ligaments. Hopefully it's just a, a bang or a knock that he can get over in a, in a week or two. Um, I guess staying on the, the disappointing aspect, I, I was upset as perhaps some of you will, will have been as well when you saw Sadio Mane come on. He would have been frustrated. That's his personality. He wouldn't have liked not being not being selected to start, particularly in a game like this. But I think when you come on the field, if you're a Liverpool person, if you if you love the club as much as I think probably we all do, and you, you're 5-0 up, but you want it to be 6 and 7 and you, you really just want to dig in and, and make this a day to remember. And when he came on the field and was just, you know, there's one, there's one incident where he was just head down, didn't seem to want to do anything other than get his name on the score sheet when Curtis Jones was just sitting there waiting wide open for an opportunity that surely um, would have made it 6-0. I find that an upsetting aspect of, of Sadio's makeup. We've seen similar things that, that point towards that before and um, I guess not to dwell on it, but that kind of slightly took the edge off things for me. Um, bit of a bizarre team selection, wasn't it? But who's to criticise Jürgen Klopp after, after this victory? One of the things that came out of that uh, was that Ibrahim Okonate had a super game. Now, he only really got a chance to exhibit that in the first quarter of the game, I suppose, before Liverpool settled into what was going to be a very comfortable victory. Barely got tested after that, but he he um, physically got the got the better, you know, by, by a long way of Cristiano Ronaldo in one challenge. Absolutely just roughed him about. He's a big lad and he's quick as well. Gets his head to the ball. He collected the pass from the kickoff and sent it long, which is not very Liverpool-like. Uh, because he did the same thing again within the first 30 seconds of the match, got the ball to his feet and sent it long, 50-yard pass. Not not really a Liverpool thing to do, but not to criticise it. It showed that he was confident and he's still young. And to be on that stage and early in the game, have the confidence to, to ping 50-yard balls forward uh, is, is good to see. And um, yeah, it could well be that he ends up being in a short space of time the the automatic number two, I suppose, alongside Virgil van Dijk. I mean, we've got four great central defenders. I've said it before. Any any one of the four or any two of the four um, would be a, a a great partnership for me. But Konate looks something special, and that's wonderful. Um, Lots of things to say. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I'm sure a lot of other people will say, in their, in their happiness and their delight at to, today's game. But I'll just round it off by saying, thank you, Trent. We had a free kick that was in a goal-scoring position. It looked for all the world as if Trent was going to take it, and I want him to take free kicks. I do because he's a special talent. Just not all of them. And in this, in this particular occasion, 
he just touched it for Mo to have a go. And uh, well, we didn't get the, go, the goal, but uh, I think Mo got three today and that's satisfactory enough. Just to vary those free kicks is, is the way to go, I think. Give, give it to Trent 70% of the time, no, no problem. But uh, we've got to let people like Mo and Hendo and Millie have a bash as well. And uh, yeah, let's hope Millie gets gets back on the um, on the field soon as well. That looked to me like it was a hamstring problem, which could be you know three to four weeks. But good that Curtis Jones is back, and hopefully we get Thiago back soon as well. Great day, super day. Looking forward to the Carabao Cup now at Galasai on Twitter, G U L A S A H I. Man United nil, Liverpool five, and oh my God, that feels nice to say. Liverpool, absolutely superlative, magnificent, magnificent this evening at Old Trafford, and I've waited forty years of my life to see Liverpool turn up at Old Trafford and do that to them, and to absolutely toy with Man United at Old Trafford. Oh my God, it's it was absolutely wonderful. It's everything that you. You're won in a game of football. It's everything. I, I absolutely detest Man United, and for them to turn up like that in an apps to be absolutely toothless, and for Liverpool to absolutely dominate from the first minute to the last minute. Oh my word! This is everything I've ever dreamed of. And four nil at half time. Most Salah's ended up with a hat trick. Five nil. We didn't even get out of first or second gear. To be honest, let's not kid ourselves. United, absolutely woeful. And believe me, you love to see it. They're in an absolute mess. They're booing the they're booing the manager. They're booing the players. And at this point, it's just really, really enjoyable. Liverpool have been through ups and downs over the years and we're coming into a good period now where we've won leagues, we've won European Cups and to dismantle a United side like that at Old Trafford, I've never seen it in my lifetime and 5-0 flattered them, could have been 6, 7, 8, 9, it was unbelievable, Liverpool were magnificent front to back Becker's made a few good saves that young Alisson Becker, what a, what, a, what a keeper, made a few good saves the midfield was creative. Mo Salah, you know, what has not been said about Mo Salah, the greatest player on the planet at this moment in time. Hat trick, could have had more. You know, we didn't even have our strongest side out. You've got to give credit to the likes of Canate who's coming. Matip's uh, maybe had a rest or got a bit of a knock, but Matip hasn't started. Mane hasn't even started. We've not even got our best eleven on there. Um, Jones has come on off early because we've had um, an injury to uh, Milner I thought Jones was excellent when he came on carried on the form he had before his injury and you know what I'm absolutely over the moon Liverpool Football Club I love you so much thank you for giving me these evenings thank you for giving me these moments 5-0 away at Old Trafford I don't know if this will ever be beaten for a moment in time for a moment and a victory and yeah we're going to win leagues we're going to win titles but just for this little moment to dismantle that Man United side of Ronaldo and all them he was absolutely let's not let's not kid ourselves he was absolutely woeful Cristiano Ronaldo one of the greatest players in the world non-existent tonight Liverpool Football Club thank you again 
destroyed them 5-0, could have been more. Looking forward to the next games, we've got League Cups coming up where we can get squads involved and then League Games again next week, I think it's Brighton next weekend. Everything's positive, so happy. Going to enjoy the rest of my evening, getting on the ale. Come on, Liverpool! The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Ross following on from both Steve Dawson and Mike Holt here on the post-game podcast. A day to savour for Reds, including those in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Jay McKee writes, I'm not about to talk about the goals, sheer dominance at Old Trafford or Salah, but what about Naby Keita? I've doubted him largely due to his fitness in the past, but the man's pressing, driving forward and goals recently has me smiling. Let's hope the lad is okay. Chris Lewis says, I've always said Luis Suarez was the best striker I've watched play for Liverpool, but over these last two or three weeks, I think Salah has staked that claim. Wes Bradshaw says another five-star performance by the Reds. Mo Salah proves on the biggest stage that FSG need to stump up their cash for the best player in the world. Only marred by the challenge from that miserable Pogba. Get back soon and now be lad. And Darren Bell on a similar theme says, brilliant performance. Can't help but feel sorry for Naby though. We do hope that obviously his injury won't be too bad. As ever, more in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group over on Facebook. Follow the link in the description or just go to Facebook and search for Blood Red podcast. Join the group and who knows, your thoughts could well appear here on the postgame podcast in not too long. More now though from our regular Reds. Here's Mark Baker as ever with his tactical breakdown. Really big win for Liverpool at Manchester United and I don't think you'll very well in your lifetime you'll see too many times that Liverpool go to Manchester United and win by that margin and I think it's one that you've really um, got to, to relish really if you're a supporter because obviously in the second half especially with Pogba being sent off and Manchester United just totally dismantled at that point. It was an extraordinary experience, really, <laughs> and one that uh, was was great for everyone involved with Liverpool. But more importantly, I felt it was a really big result for Liverpool in the context of the season, really, because I think when they have come up against the better teams this season, so you think of Chelsea, Manchester City, Atletico Madrid, they haven't quite convinced in their performance levels. And I've been a firm believer of the belief that when I've watched Liverpool this season, you can see that they are out of that peak cycle that they were a few years ago in which they amassed you know, 90 plus points twice and one of the greatest uh, team, team performances in terms of points accumulation that the English football history, probably world football history has ever seen. And obviously Liverpool have had some problems since then. Everyone knows that. I don't think, really think we need to go through them, but obviously losing Virgil van Dijk and the, the centre-back partnerships to stabilise the teams at such a level that it was really hard to judge them last season in terms of what level they were at. And I still feel the finding the way back and we're probably, as supporters and viewers, still sort of looking at it and trying to ascertain if if they are out of that peak cycle or they're on the way to coming back, etc, etc. But I think the general consensus from what I would imagine, and what I'm seeing with my own eyes is that they haven't convinced as much as they did during that period, and that's probably to be expected, really, when you've got a team who are rebuilding somewhat from last season and obviously probably had some mental doubts from last season in terms of... I know they were missing important players and the important unit of the team. However, 
air of invincibility had left Liverpool and it probably left some of the players who at times probably felt they were invincible during that two-year period. And I think that more than anything today with the Manchester United game and the results will be the biggest thing to come out of it really because, again, uh, it sounds ridiculous really, but I didn't think Liverpool played well in the first half or particularly well. I felt there was a lot of straight passes. I felt felt it get mirrored Atletico Madrid in which they were gaps that the opposition could exploit in midfield and as I've always said I'm not one just to look at the results and I felt obviously Fernandes had a really good opportunity early on and there was other opportunities for Manchester United in the half but of course Liverpool had massive opportunities too and were able to cut through United at will I mean United just on a side note look absolutely all over the place from a coaching perspective and obviously uh, I would imagine the the manager will, will lose his job but but back on to Liverpool anyway so Rather than the actual performance, I think the the outcome of the game and the control they were able to exert and the feel-good factor that they would take from the game and the dominance um, in being in such a strange position in terms of United not being able to get a kick down to 10 men, Liverpool totally dominant, 4-0 up with 11 men, the superiority and the feel-good factor that that will bring the players and the confidence it will probably bring back would, I imagine, be the biggest thing to come out of the result, really, because... For a, for a team who are probably still searching themselves to, to know if they can get back to that level, I think just that authority that they showed in the game when they were able to go 4 0 up on half time and, and completely dominate their biggest rival should be a really impactful one going forward. And of course, going into the fixture, I was a little bit concerned, I must admit, when I seen the team line up. I mean, Obviously, Canate coming in for his, his second start, I didn't think he looked overly convincing against Crystal Palace, and that's to be expected. He's a new player into Liverpool's side. And I felt it was always going to be a big ask, really, in terms of coming to, to Old Trafford and the pressure that would bring. And obviously, United have some elite attackers in that final third. And I think we've seen that to some extent with Ronaldo being able to cut inside him onto his right foot, which is a little bit of detail, which I'm sure he needs to, needs to just adapt to. But in, in general, although... I felt he was a little bit shaky in the first half in some of his decision-making. Obviously, Liverpool went on to to be quite comfortable in that area of the field. Obviously, Milner in midfield. I've, I've said for a, <clears throat> a number of years now, that at least two years, that Milner is below the level to play in the, the really big opposition games for Liverpool in midfield. I think he's a yard short in terms of his decision-making and also his ability to uh, pressure without the ball. And... Obviously, that did concern me. I mean, Cater, I don't have a, a concern with. I know there was a lot of sort of negativity around his performance against Atletico Madrid and, and the little bit of detail on the corner kick in terms of allowing Lamar to come onto his favoured left foot. That that won't have been well received by the coaching staff because they are details that they would expect players to know. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of things that, to go on before the ball ends up in the net. And I mean, the second one where Joao Felix drops the shoulder in the middle of the park. I mean, that can happen to any midfield player. It was just a good piece of play. I mean, ordinarily, you maybe say, take a yellow card for it. But the real error in that sequence of events was Van Dijk. And I think with Cater, it's it's just more of a problem, not in terms of his actual defensive one-on-one tackling. It's more a case of his positioning in Liverpool's size. And at times, Klopp's felt that that positioning has not been carried out to the detail that he would like and obviously substitute it. But in general, I mean, Cater is a good, a really good player. There's no there's no question about that. I don't believe he's the player that Liverpool supporters or maybe 
and listen, people inside the club will have known what they're buying. But I think this idea of him, you know, coming and influencing things in the final third was never going to be the case. You know, I, I know he shows up really well for for forward passes, but they're mainly wall passes, simple passes into the forward players, and then he re- re- retrieves possession from that. Whereas someone like Bynaldum would go more square to receive back. So there's not a great little bit of difference in there. It's just he is a more of a ball retention midfield player. And obviously he's quite progressive in terms of how he can he can move the ball forward in terms of his, his dribbles to go from one area to, to the next and carry the ball more than dribble, I would say, is, is the way that I'd look for. So, and I thought he was outstanding in the in the first half, I must say, an outstanding performance in terms of his intensity to win the ball back. His positioning, which of course I mentioned before would have been the big concern for the manager and obviously the timing of his run to make sure he's, he's up with play and, and making that support and third man run to, to achieve the ball off Salah. So, and then the final one was obviously Jota coming in for Manny. And I think as a Liverpool supporter, Manny has been a fantastic player. And there's always, we're not used to seeing Manny play from the substitute bench or be left out of a big game. He's been a vital player for Liverpool. And I think sometimes probably that leads you to forget a little bit of how good Jota's been in terms of his productivity, especially in the 18-yard box. And again, obviously, that was shown today. So maybe, in general, um, they were worries that shouldn't have been from the off, really. But, obviously, they, they are concerns going in. But Liverpool's overall performance was really good throughout the 90 minutes and obviously it became a bit of a, a training session in the second half. So, yeah, overall, I would say really, really big performance from Liverpool. I mean, just before I go, actually, just to touch on a couple of players, I thought Alexander-Arnold's cross for, for the goal from for Jota was fantastic. And he continues with the level of quality from that position. I think, I, I, I don't believe I've seen a player who, who has, that, has that skill set from that position. And obviously, Salah, I can't go without speaking about him. He is absolutely devastating at this moment in time, whether it be running in behind whether it be travelling with the ball, his strength to hold things up. And again, you got... And it, what I would say in, the, in the, the goal, his first goal, in which the ball's played across by Cater, his reaction, he's so much sharper than everybody else. He's so much switched on. If you watch him with Luke Shaw, the reaction in terms of to leave him inside the six-yard box was just so good. The clinicalness of his other finishes as well. I mean, the second one, how he controls the finish, makes it look so simple to take your first time, but so difficult. And then obviously the third one, he's got a lot more time to think about it and just a delicate clip over from what was an absolutely fantastic pass from Jordan Henderson. Messi, De Bruyne-like in the way he was able to use the outside of his boots. One of the passes of the season. So really important result for Liverpool and a fantastic um, boost that it'll give to all the players in terms of potentially getting back or mentally being able to believe they can get back to that period of two years a season ago. Mark Baker there looking back on the tactical side of the game. The final dance, though, on this edition of Post Game goes to Owen. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. This is a song called Only Fools and Glazers. Stick Ronaldo in a We got Conade Yes, we want the best goals and we don't ask questions Cause Mo Salah is in attack Where it comes from is no mystery Cause Jurgen Klopp could mastermind a victory There's one thing that makes a Mac fan ill 
One more time. Go on, man. There's one thing that makes a Mac fan ill. Oh, whenever we go to Old Trafford and we win for Five Star Reds put on a show at Old Trafford with Salah the Star shining brightest. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.